Hello, I'm Stuart Ashen, and this is the first anniversary of RetroUnlim.com. It's also the first anniversary of the first time I killed a prostitute. Hello, I'm Guru Larry, and you're watching the first anniversary of RetroUnlim, and I killed a prostitute. <laughs> Hello, I'm Lone Voice Post 1975, and you're watching the first anniversary of RetroUnlim, and I am a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Stuart Ashen, and this is the first anniversary of RetroUnlim.com. It's also the first anniversary of the first time I killed a prostitute. Hello, I'm Guru Larry, and you're watching the first anniversary of RetroUnlim, and I killed a prostitute. <laughs> Hello, I'm Lone Voice Post 1975, and you're watching the first anniversary of RetroUnlim, and I am a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, what's up? Ah, you can hear me, can you? <laughs> yeah, hey, what's going on? I'm alright, how are you? Good, I'm doing great. Um, firstly, before I start, thanks very much for coming on at sh- sh- short notice. Um, oh, no problem. Really appreciated. And also, I will try and um, slow down my accent, because um, <laughs> I know the Scottish accent is not an easy one to understand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, yeah, so this is Desert Island Games, and this is kind of... Um, Makeshift Desert Island Games. Um, it's not an advertised show, uh, which we were trying to do earlier on with a chap called Stephen, aka Gashead. But uh, we had some technical issues that, that were probably my fault, to be fair. But um, it's a learning curve. So normally, what I would do is ask my guests in advance to send me a list of um, eight games. Uh, retro games um, to take to a desert island and one book and one luxury item um, and then I could do a bit of preparation and prepare a show but um, unfortunately we've not had the time to do this so um, when you give me your games I won't have seen them before I won't have I won't I, I don't know what's coming so okay yeah you know we'll just have to play it by okay <laughs> go, all right go on for the ride um, um and uh and well one of my, one of my games isn't retro it's it's PS2 so is that all right? That's fine actually. Okay. Um, actually, uh, I was discussing this earlier on. Um, you know it didn't go on air, but I was discussing this earlier on uh, with a chap called Harry Yak. Um, and I consider PS2 games to be retro because they're more than ten years old. But I know that's okay. a bit of a um controversial thing. But um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I would allow that personally to be retro so that's fine okay cool so before i ask you um tell me a bit about yourself i think we've spoken before on the i got gameplay podcast is that right um i think you and i were on the retro on limb podcast together oh were we ah yeah. ah there you i'll get my podcast mixed up and you had spoken before yeah <laughs> yeah um, so what is your youtube channel again uh it's called uh getting your nerd on Getting your nerd on. I don't. I, I think I am subscribed to that. I think I am. Okay. If not, I'll check it later on. But I'm sure I did. Um. Yeah, I'm sure I did subscribe a few weeks ago to that. So. Um. So you are part of Retro Online. Yeah. Yep. Ah, a fellow Retro Online. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were actually coming from the I Got Gameplay podcast for some reason so. yeah no I, i'm on i got gameplay too yeah 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 oh, well see this is what i'm talking about not being prepared so yeah you know if i knew in advance i would have done my my research okay it's all right yeah anyway we may as well get on with it so um without further ado what would be your first choice for your game um well my my first choice um I'm, one thing i was going to try to do is um uh, talk about like one player games that I think should have been two player games like F Zero for the Super Nintendo. F Zero is that a flying game? No, it's a racing game. Oh yeah. Oh right, I'm thinking of um, it was a racing game, not a flying game for the Mega Drive. I'm thinking of F Eleven or something. Right, so F Zero, right? Yep. And that was a one player game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So. I take it you would have thought that two player would have would have made it a better game then, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How was it as a one player game? Yeah, it is, yeah. It, no, but how how is, is how do you find the game? Is it is it one of your 
favourites, obviously, uh, from back in the, back in the day. Yeah, well, you know, um, I guess I didn't rent it much back in the day because I had uh, two sisters, and you know, it, it was kind of hard to get a, uh, a one-player game, you know, rented when there was more than one uh, kid. Right. So um, I didn't play it that often. I remember when the first time I rented it, I was really angry that it wasn't a two-player game. Right. But um, it's just such a good game. It's really good. It's very, very challenging, and um, I still play it to this day. I was just playing it the other day. I've st- I still have never beaten it. Uh, they get really challenging the, the tracks at the end. So I assume it. The F would stand for Formula, so it's a Formula One game, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's like a futuristic game. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what the F stands for. It's funny because um, I'm actually a, a real, really can't get my words out. A really big racing fan. Um, mm. But this is one game I've not heard of. Get it? It's, yeah, you can probably find it real cheap. It was a launch game for the Super Nintendo. Right. Now that is probably probably why I've not heard of it, because I've never had a Super Nintendo. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was more of a Mega Drive fan, and then, um, sorry, PlayStation. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's prob- probably why that one's uh, passed me by. So, yeah. So when that when did that come out? Early 90s, was it? Yeah, I think that game came out in 91. It launched right with the Super Nintendo. Ah, of course. And I don't know, there's just something like, when you play that game, even now, like, even just the animations, like, you can see the person in the car, like, their head going, like, side to side, and the, you know, you, like, you can use the L and R buttons on the top of the controller to kind of, like, tilt the car as you're taking a turn to kind of take the turn better, and, like, the whole, like, the car, like, the, not necessarily a car, but the vehicle tilts, and, like, you can see, like, the vents tilting, and all, every, it's really cool, it's very, very detailed, especially for how early of a game it is. Very advanced for its days, then. I agree, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I originally thought of doing this show, um, my my idea was, and I might do it at some point, but as we talk about these games, it would be nice to to have like a video of it in the background or even a picture. <laughs> um, obviously, as we're using Skype, it's not really possible, but I suppose if we were editing it after the show, we could make it into a YouTube um, video and do it that way. Um, okay. Yeah, but that's... Because it, it I was just thinking, thinking it would be nice to see the game as you talk about it. Then I would maybe yeah. have a better idea. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> so that's your first game. Um, yep. And your second game? Um, I'm going to stay on the whole trend of games that I think should have been two-player. Because I figure if I'm on a desert island, I'm going to be by myself. So it's really pointless to bitch that, it can't, that it's not a two-player game. Um, yeah. So the second game is Batman Returns for the Super Nintendo. Uh, it's a beat-em-up. Uh, I think it's a Konami game, and uh, it's kind of like Final Fight, kind of like Turtles in Time, just a normal beat-em-up, but the thing that always really made me angry was it was only a one-player game. Like, they couldn't have, you know, put a second player, Robin, oh no, Robin wasn't even in that movie, I guess, so, or was he in that movie, Batman Returns, no, I don't he remember. Wasn't, he yeah. wasn't in it until Batman Forever. Yeah, 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 well, they could have put anyone in there, I wouldn't even care who it was, who it was, but they should have put someone in there, even a second, like, palette swap of Batman, I wouldn't have cared. Um, yeah. I, I guess back in those days, the game makers didn't really tap into the whole multiplayer thing. They maybe thought it was a solo kind of hobby. Maybe yeah, but Konami had put out Turtles in Time before that, so Turtles in Time was a two-player game. Right, uh, yeah. Obviously, just... But maybe it was... I don't know, maybe it was some sort of technical reason why they couldn't yeah. do it, I guess. True. Maybe a laziness. <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah. But uh, that that game it really is awesome, and I feel like I, I was just playing it the other day again. I still play Super Nintendo all the time regularly, and I was just playing it again recently. And like the cutscenes, it's crazy like how well they actually matched the movie. Like I really felt like it was Batman Returns. Like it it was done really really well. Uh, I would be interested to see that because um, I've just recently got the Tim Burton Batman um, quadrilogy. I think you call it. Um, on oh Batman, yeah. yeah. Uh, for Christmas. So yep. I'm quite into Batman, so it'd be nice to to see that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's a really good game. Yeah, I was going to say something else on it, and it slipped, it slipped my mind. <laughs> was it? I was going to ask something about Batman, but um, it's gone. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Anything else you want to see on Batman Returns before you move on to the next one? Um, no, it's just a good game. Should have been two player. Should have been two player. It was some guessing 
all your games are going to be, as you said. So what's the next one, uh, number three? Um, then I'm going to move to the NES for this, and I'm going to talk about Bucky O'Hare. Uh, it's a really, really good game. Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about that game? For, for people like myself that not being a Super Nintendo fan, I wouldn't know the game. So. Yeah, well, you uh, Bucky O'Hare was a TV show, a cartoon back in, I want to say the 80s or early 90s, I don't really remember. And... Um, He's a pretty he's a pretty cool dude. I I I think he kind of looks like uh, Yusaki Ujimbo from uh, Ninja Turtles, if that's how you say his name. He was like a white rabbit, but he this one's like a green rabbit. Um, and yeah, you just kind of go through the levels. It's got you know like it's got like platforming elements and like shooting elements. It's kind of like something like Contra. Um, and yeah, you, as you go through the levels, you get to pick. One thing I like about some NES games, uh, mostly I think was done mostly with Capcom. I like when you get a choice of which level you want to play, so you don't have to keep playing the first level a hundred times, you know, and the second level once, you know, and, and and now you're just trying to get better at the second level, but you have to keep playing the first level to get better at the second level, like yeah. Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck, you could pick whatever level you wanted to start at. Mega Man, you could pick whatever level you wanted to start at. And Bucky O'Hare, you can also do that. But with Bucky O'Hare, after you beat a boss of every level, you unlock a new character. So you can just press select at any time, and you can just swap to the to whatever character you want. They all have different attributes. Some can like jump higher, shoot. Uh, some have like a stronger shot. Some can shoot farther. Some have a spread shot, and all that kind of stuff. And you just go through the worlds and you know until you beat the game, and it's a really good game. That sounds like fun, and I do like the sound of being able to jump into different levels. Yeah, yeah. The only other thing I can think similar to that, off the top of my head, is um, Lemons 2, where you can jump about to different, different worlds, but I guess that's not really the same, because it's, it's, cause it's different different zones, if you like, but yeah, it's definitely, right, yeah. Yeah, definitely an interesting idea. Yeah. Funnily enough, uh, I've just been looking up for Bucky O'Hare on Wikipedia as you were speaking. Yep. Um, first appearance in Echo of Future Post comic in May 1984. So you 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 would you would have been right if you said it was 1980. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was also he had a, he had a cartoon show too. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, that's the publication information. The cartoons. Cartoon CDs. Uh, Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars was a syndicated animated television network show which aired in 1991. Okay. Uh, that one must have passed me by. Yeah. Maybe it was an American thing that never crossed over here, perhaps. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure I would have heard of it. And then it goes on to talk about the video game. NES. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good game. Konami game. Yeah, you're right enough. Yeah, Bucky here, Bucky O'Hare, video game is sometimes referred to as the Konami Mega Man. You said yeah. that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's something like it. it's a lot like it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, over here in Scotland, of course, um, Bucky has a completely different meaning. <laughs> it means yeah. uh, it's short for a drink um, called Buckfast. It's oh, okay. Like a, it's like a red tonic wine, which is okay, cool. which is drank by the um, Local youths uh, in Scotland, um, they go and get they go out and afraid and get plastered and then terrorise the community. <laughs> <laughs> nice, good. Yeah, so that's a whole different kind of bucky. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that was game number three. Uh, what would yeah. be your fourth choice? Uh, fourth, I'm actually staying with NES. I, I bought this game. I want to say like last summer for like 59 cents. It's a fellow for the NES. Um, you know, just like the board game, except it's on the Nintendo. And one reason I really had got it because the, ta- the time when I was when I was living in this other house, nobody ever wanted to play any board games with me. They were all playing, you know, like League of Legends and stuff like that. So I decided to pick up. You know, Othello on the NES, that way I could, you know, you could play against the computer. Um, well, anyway, the computer is insanely, insanely good. I don't know who programmed that game, but, like, I've never beaten the computer even one time. But I would play it every day in the summer. Last summer, when I would wake up, I would play one or two rounds of it right away when I woke up, and that's what I would do every morning. And it's a really good game, and it's really cheap. It's not worth anything. To, to be honest, I think that, maybe it's just me, but I, I, when, when you play older games retrospectively... I think they're harder than what games are now. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Like uh, back in the day, I guess it was a different mindset on how to play games, and I think people were kind of you know get accustomed to that. Yes, what was video games were were newer to us back then? Um, 
I don't know. Maybe they just maybe the programmers these days are more concentrating on graphics rather than trying to make the game difficult. Yeah. 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 I remembered what I was going to ask you earlier on. Um, I think it was. I think it was when you were talking about Batman Returns, and you said yep. how good it would be if it was. And, and this could apply to all, all your choices, really, being one-player games. Um, what? How would you feel if they made these games, if they remade these games now as a remake, um, but they but they put multiplayer into it? Do you think that would work, or do you not really like remakes? Um, well, I mean, they're okay. When they remade uh, Turtles in Time, that was actually the remake of the arcade port, not the, uh, that was like a re re design of the arcade port, not the Super Nintendo one. You could, like, the bosses at the end of the levels are the ones from the arcade. But, I mean, it was okay, but I, I didn't really... I don't know, it's like I could sit and play Ninja Tur- like Turtles in Time on the Super Nintendo all day, but that game, I, I, you know, I played a little while, and I was like, eh, I don't know. It just didn't have the same charm, and a lot of times they don't. I mean, if they made it look exactly the same, just like Batman Returns with two-player, yeah, I think that'd be awesome, and I think it would give it much more longevity. I mean, it's so much nicer to play simultaneously with another person than it is to just play by yourself, you know? Yeah. Some of the games I've got as remakes, um, for example, um, Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. Um, now I've got Monkey Island remake for Xbox Live, but the, yep. thing, the thing I like about that is, although the graphics are better and it's not really got the same charm, what you can do is press the select button on your controller and it reverts it back to the old version as well. So oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Uh, that when you do that, I quite like that side of things. Yeah, I think I think uh, the Halo um, remake did the same thing, yeah. where it, they they redid all the graphics and then, you know, for the 360 and then you could press like a, the back button and it would make it look like they were on the original Xbox. Yeah, one um, remake that I downloaded last summer or just after this summer, um, which I thought was a disaster, was um, Flashback. Oh yeah, you know, someone was just talking about that. That that's a sequel to a game that I have on this list that I was going to talk about. But Flashback uh, is awesome, and uh, yeah, someone was talking about how the horrible that game was. It, it's such a shame, shame because the the graphics are really nice on it, but it just yeah. it doesn't play well. And they've also got a little bit in the menu where you can go to like a, an arcade machine and you can play the original Flashback, which I thought was cool, but it doesn't work. The buttons, yeah. the buttons don't work. There's no sounds. You can't skip oh, yeah. the cutscenes. It's just even even if they could have made the additional one work, I could have maybe liked it a little bit bit more. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a shame to see such a classic game wasted. I I agree. Yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> yep. Well, such is life. <laughs> such is life. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was us up to number four, wasn't it? So yep. what would be, would be number five? Um, number five. I'm actually. I, I uh, started, my first Pokemon I ever played was actually like six months ago, and it was Pokemon Red, and I got about halfway through it, and I still haven't beaten it because Y came out and I started playing that, so I would definitely take Red with me, because even after I beat it, I'd probably like to go and try to get as many Pokemon as I can. It's a pretty interesting and very well-made game. Was that, what, what platform, uh, obviously yeah, Nintendo, but it's been, what, what particular Nintendo was that on? Oh, that, uh, sorry, that's on the Game Boy. The Game Boy version, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that Game Boy Color? Uh, nope, that's just the original Game Boy. Is Pokemon, it? it's like the the red version of it. Right. Red box, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, my nephew is into Pokemon. Um, he's he's a massive fan of Pokemon. He's liked it all his life. And yeah. And I was I was trying to look on, I was trying to stay cool and young, you know, I was having a conversation with my nephew about <laughs> Pokemon. I was like, yeah, what about that? Pikachu? Pikachu's not in it anymore. <laughs> I didn't know. No, Pikachu's <laughs> back. He's back in the newest ones. All right, so, so even he's not up to date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not even up to date. Right, I'll, need, I'll need to pull him up on that. <laughs> yeah. Try to make me look stupid, which wouldn't be hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, it, it, was there not a Pokemon game out recently? I think the new one, wasn't there? Yeah, X and Y came out. So. On Wii U? No, on uh, 3DS. Just 3DS, right. Yep. Yeah, I've seen there's a, a couple of the guys um, that I follow on YouTube had done, unbo- well, not unboxings, but pick-up videos saying they'd picked up this new Pokemon yeah. game and they were all excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a sh- <laughs> I feel like an idiot because most of the games you're, you're seeing so far, I've, like, I've never, never, <laughs> never even played them. 
you know, because like I said, you I'm I've never been a Nintendo owner, so right, right. Um, I mean, that's cool. The games you're picking are obviously classics, absolute classics, and most people that I know on the YouTube community are Nintendo fans. So I'm kind of I'm the odd one out. I'm, I'm going to have to get one to see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> oh yeah, you should absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh well, and have you got anything else to see on Pokemon? Um, well, it's like, you know, that was a game that I never played back, back when I was a kid, nobody, the place that I went to school, nobody played Pokemon, and I know it was like the biggest thing everywhere else, but unfortunately, no one in my school played it, um, I mean, there were, there was only like seven boys in my class anyway, so, uh, no one played it, but, uh, yeah, so, when I just played it like six months ago, it was one of those games that, you know, even now still blows your mind, even though it's like the first time you played it, like, I, I would have loved to have played that game as a kid, you know, it just, it's such a cool RPG, and it's, it's on the easier side, so people can understand understand it and it has so much stuff you can do you know you can go through the whole game you can name all your pokemon you can uh you know fight with them level them up you can you can evolve them and it's just you can find them it's just awesome there's so much stuff to do yeah awesome unfortunately when i was at school pokemon didn't exist because i'm old (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) i was born in 1976 so Mm -hmm. things i can remember doing at school were um collecting sticker album for uh, Return of the Jedi, you know, Star Wars. Oh, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the only, the only sticker album I ever completed. Oh, nice. Well, it's a good one. Of course, I've not got it anymore, but <laughs> I wish I had, I could have made some money. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was game number five. Yep. Yep. Game number six. Uh, game number six, actually, you, we just talked about the sequel, which is Flashback. I uh, was going to talk about Out of This World. Um, I had it for the Super Nintendo, but I believe it's also on the Genesis. Out, out of This World, is it not Another, uh, another World? Am I, uh, it, I think I think it's, it might be called Another World, uh, yeah. Over oh, and, right, I got you, because we're in the UK and you're in the... Nah. Yeah. Right, so it's the same game, right. Yep, same game. Yeah, what? Well, that's one I have actually played. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an awesome game. That's like I call that I I put the genre like I call that trial and error games because you only get like one life and then but I mean you get like infinite one lives. So yeah. if you hit anything once, you die immediately and you just start again from the beginning of of whatever level you're on. Um, I take it you had that for the Nintendo as well. Uh, yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I had it for. I think I had it for Amiga. It must have been either Amiga or PC, because that's what I had back in those days. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, I think I would have preferred Flashback. Yeah. Obviously, not the remake, but... <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I just, I, I thought Flashback was, was awesome, but yeah, I agree. Another World, or Out of This World, is, is definitely a, a classic, a classic game. It is. It's very good. Yeah. It, you know, I was just even uh, last summer. I was like, I was playing it like all day for like a week, uh, and I still wasn't able to beat it. And you know, like every life only takes like probably a minute at most. It's probably average of like twenty seconds. And um, I was just loving it. I, I couldn't beat it. It would make me really angry. But it's just a really good game. It's really, it's really well made, and it kept me coming back to want to keep playing it. Do you get angry playing games? Are you want to throw the choice check across the room, or are you kind of? You know, it's 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 very it's very uh, little. It, it almost it almost uh, never happens. But uh, um, yeah, like F Zero, it happens all the time. And um, like F Zero really makes me very 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 angry because that game cheats. Like there's one level in particular, I can't remember the name of it, but there's this jump, and I always die on it because it's like too far to actually make it. You have to be going like completely perfect on the first lap because you get boosts later on, but it's like the first lap is the one where it's really hard to make. Anyway, this game is, is, is just as brutal um, in a different way. And it, it, it doesn't get me as mad as F-Zero, but it definitely, uh, you know, s- sometimes I, I kind of lose it with it. I'll tell you the one that's been making me angry recently is um, Gran Turismo 6. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> It's not a retro game, but obviously, but um, right. I mean, I love it. But there's when you're doing like um, those license tests, they're annoying at the best of times. But there's license tests and there's there's uh, mission races they're called, and there's this one you have to drive at a track called Goodwood, I think it is. And unlike in the main races, in the main race you are allowed to go off the road and then go back on the road and recover. But as soon as you go off the road. 
when you're doing a mission race, uh, you actually get disqualified. So okay, I've been playing it so many times, and I got, I was doing it perfect up until about maybe two seconds before the end of the lap, and I just hit a barrier or something, and that was it. It was a two and a half minute lap, and it, nope, you've been disqualified. What, what system is that on? Um, PlayStation Three. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just it's just the latest um, Gran, Tur- Gran Turismo game. Yeah, yeah. Came out in December, but um, it's just it's frustrating, isn't it, when you get so far and it'll happen, you do one little mistake and it, you have to go all the way back to the start. Yeah, I agree. It, it can get very annoying, very yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Um, I think I lost count. Was that number? I think that was number six, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. So shall we move on to number seven? Uh, yeah, sure. What's the seventh one? Well, I wanted to include my favorite puzzle game, uh, which is Tetris, but I wanted to include a very specific one, which was a Nintendo DS version called Tetris DS, and um, it's a very, very good version of Tetris, and I've been playing it a lot lately, so... It's very addictive. You can spend spend many hours on games like that, can't you? Yeah, well, that's a game I, you know, I've never beat. I, I, I don't even think I've even come close to beating. It just gets too crazy. But uh, this one in particular um, is really cool. It has a bunch of different game modes. So, well, one thing I like, like the original Tetris is is perfect. But on the upgrades, I like the fact that you can press up on the D-pad and it'll immediately drop the block to the bottom, so you don't have to wait for it to go all the way down. I don't think the original one had that. But this one has all kinds of game modes, like that kind of make it. So if you get kind of fed up with one, you know, there's like six other game modes that you can play. One of them is just like this random stack of blocks and like uh, the one of the people from Balloon Fight is like in a cage on the top and you have to break the blocks, you know, flip them to come down and break like this huge mountain of blocks and then when you finally get them down, you win. And they're just kind of like short games like that. There's one where you can play against the computer where uh, like your blocks are on the top screen and the computer's blocks are on the bottom screen and you have to try to push the other one all the way to to one side or the other to win, so. That sounds awesome, yeah. That sounds a, a, a good um, take on the original Tetris game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I have played Tetris, despite the fact I've not owned a Nintendo, and Tetris is available in many formats. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, obviously I've played Tetris. Um, I think the equivalent on Sega was Columns. Uh, no, Columns isn't the same, no. Um that's the same. No, I'm trying to think what is the same as Tetris because even uh, Tetris Attack is not Tetris, and even Tetris Two isn't Tetris. They're completely different games, just with the Tetris name on them. Um, so, there, I mean, there's probably a hundred things that just like Tetris, but uh, that one isn't. Uh, just goes to show you. Yeah. I knew there was a game. See, I've, I've got columns uh, on a. I've got a uh, Mega Games One on Sega oh, yeah, Drive, yeah. Um, yeah. and it's got. Columns, um, Super Hanon, and um, it's a football game on it. I think it's um, Italia 90 World Cup. Okay. So oh, yeah. That was me just guessing that Columns was going to be the same kind of game because although I have that game on my disc, I've not actually played it. But when you look at the box art, it looks very Tetris y. So I just thought maybe Sega had kind of brought, brought out a can I sell a game because they couldn't use the Tetris trademark or something? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think that I think I think that was the big idea to try to you know copy things like Tetris. That was like the biggest game, and it's still, in my opinion, the best. Yeah. I wonder. See, this is where I would usually do my research before the show starts. But I wonder when there there must be more modern Tetris games that have came out. Recently. Yeah. Well, the, the one I'm talking about is is quite modern. I want to say it's from like 2009. Oh, right. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, no, sorry. I think it's 2006. Never mind. But it's still, I mean, it's not yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, it's, it's it's more than five years ago, so... Yeah. Yeah. Tetris. Did you play it? Did you play it on... You, you, you said, didn't you? You played it on the original game as well, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, what, the system? No, the, the first Tetris game that came out. Of, you played oh, that, yeah. I played it on the Game Boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so I think that was the seventh, so we're on to your final game. Yeah, and my last game is um, is a game that I like to get lost in. I think the world is amazing, and it's Shadow of the Colossus for PS2. Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. So what's your, your 
fond memories of that game? What's that? Oh, uh, well, um, it's just, you know, I'm, I got into ICO, or ECO, or however you pronounce the name, which is like the sequel, but the game that came out first. I had gotten into that game a while back, and I really liked it. It has this really nice atmosphere about it, and, you know, they're not too long of games. And then when Shadow of the Colossus came out, I finally eventually got that. And it's just such a different game. I mean, just think of a game where it has a huge, gigantic world, and there's no enemies except bosses. That's it. All you do is travel, you find your way to a boss, and you kill it, and then you, then you just keep doing that 16 times. So when you're traveling about in the big open world before you get to the boss, is it just yeah. gonna, is it kind of free play? Do what you want? Yeah, it's yeah. just you, you. You pretty much just find your way over there. You just find where the route is. You can use your sword. You can like hold your sword up to the sun, and it'll kind of point you in the direction. And then you just ride your horse in that direction until you eventually find it. But it's just a really good game. Yeah, this was this was released uh, in America. On October eighteenth, two thousand and five. Mhm. Um. For, for enough, I would have expected it to come out in Japan first, but it came out in Japan um, just over a week later. Oh, okay. And apparently, there's been a PlayStation Three version. Uh, that took it. That was yeah. a remake, and that came out in Japan. Uh, two thousand eleven. Yeah, that's the HD remake. Yeah, I actually have that. And I like it a lot because I like both of the games, and I, and I think they both now have trophies. I think Ico or Eco is once you beat it, I think you can uh, play as a two-play, make it a two-player game. And I think they included the original weapons in that game. Like I think you could have got a lightsaber and all kinds of stuff besides the sword, the stick, the uh, mace, or whatever that thing was, the ball and chain thing, and a couple other things. So it's got awesome. I'm just looking at looking at the artwork. It's got awesome artwork. Yes, it's it's very very good. Yeah. You, well, you mentioned. Um, Trophies, um, that's actually uh, something I'll ask you about while we're here. Um, I think it was um, One Boy's Post 1975 had um, posted a question saying, what do you think about trophies and achievements? Are they right, important yeah. to the game? Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Um you know, I think I think they're they're really cool. I think it was a really good idea by Microsoft. I think they had done it first, but I remember when I was playing Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. I really, I was playing them all the time, like every day. I was really, really into them. And those achievements for a while, they just kept me like, oh, what can I try to do today? You know, like there was one achievement which was like kill a witch with like one shotgun blast to the face or whatever. So you know, you see a witch, you're gonna try to go over there and do it. It just kind of to me, it's it's not necessarily something to like base a game around, but it's definitely something that can keep you playing. You know, these little things where it's almost like extra missions in a game you know try doing this do this do this without dying you know do finish this part uh without letting any of your uh the other people die that kind of stuff and i i think it definitely can bring you know longevity to a game absolutely that's, that's what i said as well it's it makes you want to play a game more than what you normally would just to try and get those points and yes stars or whatever it is um i remember when i first I had an Xbox 360, um, and I got Grand Theft Auto 4, and that's the first time I'd really seen um, trophies, well, it's, a, it's achievements is it, on Xbox, because um, I, I was usually a PlayStation um, man, and PlayStation didn't have them at that point. Right, yeah. And I remember I was playing online, um, Grand Theft Auto 4, and I killed somebody, and it came up with a tr- an achievement saying, you've killed a rock star. So oh, yeah. Especially, it's like... Um, a rock star member of staff so yeah. I was like oh I've, I've actually called one of the people that made the games but I got brought down to earth when I realised that it, it's just if you so for example if I called Rockstar and then somebody called me the person that called me would get this achievement so, yeah, well. yeah. so, so it wasn't necessarily somebody that was a member of staff it was just somebody else that's had the achievement yeah there was a uh, I remember you know have you ever heard of the game Brutal Legend yeah there was an achievement in that game, I'm pretty sure, for... It was called, like, the Six Degrees of Tim Schafer, I think. So if you had actually played against Tim Schafer, you got the achievement, and then everyone else was getting it from you to actually uh, unlock the achievement, yeah. So if nobody managed to play with him at any point, nobody would, would have ever got it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess so, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. So I think that was our your eight games covered. Yep. Um, but there is another two items. Um, I know you're probably not familiar with, but I, I discussed it earlier on with you on Facebook. Um, Desert Island Discs is a thing over here in Britain, and they get they also get a well they, they get to pick eight 
records, eight um, songs, so and they also get a luxury item and a book. But the other thing is, and <laughs> I, I try to stick to the to the format of the main the, the actual shows as much as possible, and and on the show they also get for free to get a copy of the Bible, and they get their work the complete works of Shakespeare. However, I've changed it a little bit to suit the gaming. So what you get on My Desert Island is uh, a subscription to the Retro Gamer magazine, which I think, I don't know if that's in America or not, but you can have it anyway. <laughs> and also the complete works of Steve Benway. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> I yeah. Do you know Steve Benway? Do you know who? No. Ah, no. uh, well, Steve Benway is a, a, quite a celebrity YouTuber over here, and he's got about okay. 10, 12,000 um, followers, something like that. So he's obviously not made it as big in America as he has, he has in the UK. So, right, yeah. Anyway, that was that. Um, I tell I tell all the guests that anyway. <laughs> so, all right. Whether you've heard of it or not. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you first of all about the book that you picked. All right. Yeah, I picked. Well, this was kind of a it was kind of hard for me because I like reading uh, books that have. First of all, I read a lot, and I like to read books that have all kinds of different genres mixed into one. And my first book I wanted to pick was Fight Club. I really, really like Fight Club. It's a really good book. I love the movie. But I decided to pick Rant. Uh, Rant is also by Chuck Palahniuk, who wrote Fight Club. And Rant is more of a... It's like a an autobiography, or it's like a biography of this guy named Buster Casey, but it's not told... It's told from other people's memories of him. Right. So you you never really hear from him uh, as Buster Casey, but you hear from all these other people, and, and they really make up this insane story, and it's really, really good. And it's funny because like the way it's done, some people contradict other people um, to the way things actually went, you know, due to memories and stuff like that. And it's very, very funny. It's a very funny book, and I laugh. I like I I thought I was gonna get fired from work this time when I was reading it at work because I just couldn't stop laughing like it was just so funny like some of the things that happened in that book are just so stupid it's just like it's just so funny so yeah rant uh, by Chuck Palahniuk it, it, it's 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 a, kind of like a science fiction novel because he ends up finding a way to go back in time and all this kind of stuff and uh, yes yeah, so it's funny it's written in a very clever way and yeah so that's the book I guess I'd I'd like to read on a desert island a bunch of times is that is that a book that you've read more than once then? I've only read it once, but I do need to read it again. It's it's yeah. pretty complicated. Yeah, it's one of those ones you have to be... You don't read it late at night when you're tired. <laughs> yeah. I would assume, yeah. Well, yeah, it's... You know, it's like all of, all of Chuck Palahniuk's books need to be read twice because there's so many things that happen, you know, later on and or at the end, and then you read the beginning again and realize that so many things were right there and you never even noticed them and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, Rant is definitely worth two, three, probably four reads. I'll definitely read it again soon. I might look it up on Kindle. Now that you've recommended it, <laughs> you should. It's yeah. it's awesome. It's probably his best book. And I do like books where there's more than one point of view r- yeah. rather than just one kind of voice if you like um, yeah I don't have you heard of um, Irvin Welsh the uh, guy, nope it, he's a have you watched the film Trainspotting oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay Irvin Welsh is the guy that wrote Trainspotting um, and I, I like his style of writing obviously it, it's it's probably hard for anybody non-Scottish to read the book because it's a lot of Scottish slang in it but um, I like the way that he writes because he he does different characters and all that as well so um, I, I prefer that kind of writing myself as well yeah uh, yeah it looks like an awesome book it's got some very interesting artwork well on the first edition cover anyway so. yeah I've heard uh, I've heard a lot of people say very good things about that book yeah, Chuck, so. Chuck, Bill, Chuck, Chuck Paluna. Palinic, yeah. Chuck Paluna. It's a strange name. Is that his real name? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh. Satire, sci-fi. Yeah, he's yeah. got some very twisted books. They're all very good. Well, there's a couple that suck, but yeah. I like twisted books. I'm not, not that I'm a twisted person. Yeah. I was reading one called um, recently. It's a free parter, and it, it was on. Uh, I've got um, a, an eye reader on my iPhone, and it's a book called The Facebook Color, and that is very very twisted. It's about this guy, um, 
he's just a normal everyday English bank manager and he comes home one night late from work to discover um, his wife and his daughter have been killed because somebody burnt the house down and uh, the guy had done it had raped the daughter as well but um, it all went to court and the guy got off with it in a technicality so the guy who's lost his wife and daughter went off on a off on a mission to track down this guy on Facebook and call all his friends and it's it's the way that he done it. It's the, it's the way that he does all the murders. <laughs> it's really twisted. Yeah, it's that really, sounds really pretty really good, good. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a free, sounds good. It's a free parter. Don't get me wrong; it's not the best written book in the world. I mean, I noticed a few mistakes in it and things like that, but it's it's a really really good story. So, oh, good. Yeah, I definitely have to check it out. Yeah, Facebook killer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and finally, uh, what would your luxury item be? Um, I actually, for this, uh, I was thinking, and, and the only thing I'd really want as a luxury item is is actually a, a record. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, uh, my favorite uh, record ever is Appetite for Destruction by uh, Guns N' Roses, so I would definitely want that with me. Oh, so the, the album, Appetite for Destruction? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a, it, it's interesting, really, you should pick <laughs> You should pick a record. It's quite, it's quite apt, because the original Desert Island discs is about records so yeah yeah app that you take a record um yeah that's that is a classic album i've got it myself on i've not got i've not got it in vinyl but i've got it in cd and yeah i think my i think my older brother had it on vinyl at one point i definitely had a copy a vinyl copy in the house at one point back in my parents but every single track is a classic but yeah, every song in that CD just rules. It's it's awesome. It's gritty. It's different. It's dark. It's just awesome. What would you say? Could you could you sing out a, a track on that as your favorite? Yeah, my favorite is um is the last track, which is called um uh I can't remember off the top of my head. I've got um, I've got it on my phone right now. Hold on. If you <laughs> if you don't remember, I'll, I would certainly find it on my phone anyway. Um. Hopefully I've got the full Sometimes I don't put full albums on my phone right now. Yeah. Uh, Guns N' Roses. Oh, it's called it's called uh, Rocket Queen. You're right. Yes. And that's my favorite track. I, I think the the guitar solo, first of all, on that song is absolutely amazing. It might be the best on the whole record. And yeah. <laughs> oh, I better not play it because we got a copyright strike. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my favorite song. But I mean, every song is really good. Do you sometimes think that? Sweet Child of Mine and Paradise City get overplayed. Um, yeah, they definitely get overplayed, but I mean, I think I definitely think they're good. Uh, I, I think out of all the singles that they've had, I think Welcome to the Jungle is probably the one I like to hear the most every time. I never really get tired of that song. Yeah, I'm the same. I love that. That's not the reason I love playing it, but I, lo- I like playing um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas because <laughs> Welcome oh, to the yeah. Jungle is in the soundtrack. Actually, I think Axl Rose is actually a DJ in that game. Yes, yes, yeah. Indeed, yeah. Um, trying to remember the name of the radio station that he presented. Ugh, it probably doesn't matter. But so, what have you heard? Um, have you heard Guns N' Roses' um, the latest album that came out? Obviously, new lineup for Chinese yeah. democracy. Yeah, I've heard it. It's it's not you know it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to seem, but at the same point, it's you know I try to explain to everybody, but that the only original member on that is Axl Rose, and and uh, and um, the piano player from uh, App, uh, Use Your Illusion One and Two is on there too. Uh, I can't remember his name. Dizzy uh, Stratland. No, Izzy Stratland was the Izzy oh, Stratland was the guitar yeah. player. Yeah, I know the guy. Uh, talking, I think I know the guy you're talking about right enough. He but he 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 played the piano on that. But I don't. Know, it's 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 really just Axl Rose with a bunch of new people. And I mean, even though it's, it's kind of just like an Axl Rose side album, and it's it's not that bad. It's not that good. It's yeah. It's it's somewhere in the middle. I don't hate it. I don't love it. But it's. I mean, it's nothing compared to Appetite for Destruction. Okay. And I mean, I love all Guns and Roses. I love uh, GNR Lies, Use Your Illusion One and Two, and Spaghetti Incident is, is okay. It's nothing great, but um, it's, it's not. It was nothing new. But yeah, I love. I mean, I'm just a huge Guns and Roses fan. They're my, they've been my favorite band for forever. So, um, well, I wouldn't say they're my favourite band, but they're definitely up there. Definitely up there with, with the best. Um, I, I mean, the best track off of Chinese Democracy for me is um, Better. I think that's a yeah. I, that would stand up alongside any Guns N' Roses song. I, I would say it's just a really, really brilliant tune. Um, 
I do like a few of the Spaghetti Instant. Um, raw Power, I think it's a good one. Which one? Uh, raw Power. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I think it's a cover, cover version of uh, Iggy Pop. Yeah, well, yeah. Every, every song on that record is a cover. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's Iggy Pop. Yeah. Um, for me, Use Your Illusions 1 and 2, you could, for me, you could take songs off of each and just make it into one album and get rid of the rest. Yeah, yeah. I I actually love I love every song except for the last song in Easy Illusion Two, which is called um, My World, and that song just sucks. But I love every other song. I think they're all excellent. I think they do a brilliant version of uh, Live and Let Die. Yeah, it's good. But to me, that's better than the, the original one. But that's just my opinion. Oh, I, I agree completely. Yeah. So what what do you make? Um, have you heard much of um, Slashy stuff? Yeah, it's all right. I, I like the stuff with Velvet Revolver. It was it was cool. It was you know it was whatever. Still, none of it's Guns N' Roses. You know, it's like yeah. these guys have already been in the best thing they're ever going to be in, and I'm not trying to like pigeonhole them oh, on yeah. that. Like 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 they can't ever make anything better, but they're just not going to. They're in the right place at the right time, and you know, and and that's that. Have you heard the last album that came out? It's Slash and Friends. I've only heard, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard a few. I don't know, I, I've kind of just lost interest. I don't know, I just, you know, I, I, I just kind of listen to the original stuff, and yeah. you know, I don't really listen to much of the new stuff. There, there, there is a couple of classic songs on the Slash and Friends album. That, yeah. Um, there's one on it called Starlight, and it's one of the ones he does with Miles Kennedy. From okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's a kind of rock ballad, and to me that would... That would that's probably one of out of all the ballads that Guns and Roses do, I think that's at least as good as any of any of them. Just oh, to check it out, yeah. yeah. Just my opinion. But I think Miles Kennedy is a really good singer. Yeah, he is good. I heard him in uh, what was that band he was in with the other members of Creed? Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge. No, Bridge. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I think it was Alter Bridge, yeah, yeah. And that was that was a good band. Yeah, yeah it's um I, I keep meaning to pick up some of their albums actually. Um because I've got into his kind of style of singing after listening to his stuff on Slash. And the second album that Slash brought out after that was um, Miles Kennedy's son, all the songs on that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you've heard that one or not. I heard I heard like the uh, the singles on uh, the radio, but that was it. It was nothing that really blew my mind. I don't know. It's all right. There's, there's only really two songs off of that one that stand out. Um, you're right. I think the the original Guns and Roses is definitely the best. I love Lies. Yeah, Lies is really good. Um, that um, used to love her. I think it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a great track. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say something else. I keep losing my place. <laughs> talking about me, talking about music and losing my place. Um, I don't. It may come back to me, but um, what we'll see is, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to plug that you're doing on your, or do you want to plug your YouTube channel again? Or sure, yeah, uh, yeah. You guys can catch me and my co-host Kyla on uh, YouTube.com/slash Getting Your Nerd On, and we do some pickup videos on there. We're about to do, get, put out some reviews. We have a Magic Card segment on there called Modest Magic. Um, we have another segment called Beating Games I Couldn't Beat When I Was a Kid. Uh, you can also find the band that I play in at Bandcamp. Uh, killtech9.bandcamp.com I think that's K-I-L-T-A-C the number 9.bandcamp.com um, our, our newest record is up there called The Promised Flavor we're about to go record another one called Thank You I mean I mean, called uh, You're Welcome I'm sorry and um, yeah so go find us and you know if you like what you see give us a like subscribe you know check us out brilliant and, and what kind of music is it that you're playing? Um, it's kind of like punky metal so Sounds right up my street. Uh, I like punk, oh, I like punk, I like metal. So yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Um, yeah, you should later on. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that um, Michael or Stephen would want me to say. <laughs> um, I'll probably have to say um, to everybody if you've not already, go and check out um, retroonline.com. Uh, you, you can catch all those guys on there. Oh, all our content. And check out the I Got Gameplay podcast, which you know this better than me, does it go out every week? 